Uh, when Abby went to grad school, Will came with. But when she came home, his legs got stiff. He got stuck across the pond in London still. So what's all of this talk about One Tree Hill? Well, when Abby was a kid, she really liked the series. Will was a kid, he didn't even have a TV. Now they're far apart saying, I wish that you were near me. Hey, let's make a podcast and maybe you will hear me. Hey, Siri, what's One Tree Hill about? Basketball, but that's not all to really find out. Just listen to the show as they go through the seasons. They'll give you a couple laughs and maybe a couple reasons to watch the show yourself with your own SO. So if you weren't sure, then now you know so. Oh, listen to the show alone or maybe with your baby. Uh, but I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Where were we? Episode 10. Welcome to One Tree Will, the podcast where we watch episodes of One Tree Hill and then we talk about them. I'm your host. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Thank you so much to Hal Baum and Patrick Buddy who created that song for us. Um, it's a more succinct way of summing up the podcast than we've ever been able to do yeah and now Thanks, boys. whenever anyone's like oh what's your podcast about i could just be like one second i'm gonna send you an mp3 as an attachment yeah. <laughs> you're what's gonna your want to listen to this <laughs> but uh we're delighted by that song so very very much and we are now in the same place but i like to be constantly reminded that this started as a way of us just forcing ourselves to like talk to each other when we were long distance. <laughs> <laughs> like we should really have phone calls. Yeah, yeah. So let's make a podcast. Yeah, long about distance it. is hard. Let's add another level. Let's make it a job <laughs> to stay in contact. Also, thank you to everybody who has been so patient with us. I know we haven't put out an episode in a while, but we did just move back to the states, so it's been kind of crazy, um, and we still are figuring out how to live no we're we're going to stay alive but like live in our day-to-day life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well welcome to one tree tree me <laughs> i'm watching the show for the first time and i'm will and i'm abby and i don't want to be anything other than what i've been trying to be lately wait that sounds kind of familiar it, it, it sounds familiar to you now well, because now you've watched the show is that a character in the show who says that you could say that it almost yes you'll find mm, spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert some there's a there's a cameo there's let's, a cameo let's get right to the chase in the opening title credit sequence the name guest starring Gavin DeGraw pops up. Yeah, and it's kind of nuts because this is... Ep- so we're on episode 10. The title is You Gotta Go There to Come Back, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, Maybe my favorite title. So we should, at the end of the season, rank our titles yeah. from 1 to like 20,000. You have to go there to come back is like having an episode titled like Measure Twice, Cut Once. It feels like having it. A- or it's like a title that's like... Like, things are going to happen to this episode. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> like, there's going to be um, plot. There's going to be plot in this episode. People are going to want things and act on it. Yeah, but Gavin, so this is a major spoiler, um, but I guess it's not really a spoiler if you're just listening to this, because Gavin DeGraw is not on the podcast, and I'm really sorry about that. Or is he? I don't. 
Get back behind the sofa. Keep hiding. Keep hiding. They, we don't want them to see you. And I peace of to me, it's uh, almost it's pretty incredible because this is only episode ten of a show that, like, I don't know if they knew yet when they filmed this episode how successful it was going to be, but they somehow procured Gavin DeGraw and his entire band, mind you. Yeah. Um. So he definitely has a guest spot, and we will spend the majority of the time on this podcast breaking that apart well we're performers we're theater artists when we're not doing this podcast there's one of the things that we do and so i think we'll be able to offer a really interesting because i feel like maybe some mm. of the other i haven't listened to any of the other one tree hill podcasts but my guess is that they're all like big basketball nerds mm, um, and we don't know much about basketball but we're working on or they're journalists yeah yeah um, so yeah, so this episode, you got to go there to come back. Where is there? Do you have any thoughts on that, Will? We watched the episode a while ago, and I don't remember <laughs> much about it. <laughs> oh, to come back home? You got to go? You got to go there to come back. Here's a... Let me... Let me... I have a few things to say. I have a few things to say. So this this series is not afraid to go on location. They're no. not afraid to have a away game. They're not afraid to go to a no. conference. It's not some stuffy studio like Dawson's. Yeah, fuck you, Dawson's Creek. Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, um, Katie Holmes. We stand with you, Team Katie. Um, but Joshua Jackson, you were great in Ocean's Eleven. Here's my issue. This episode, mm -hmm. they don't go anywhere. So where are they going to come back? Will? Maybe it's a way of, of like, rock bottom. You gotta... Cause no one hits rock bottom in this episode. Nathan just hit rock bottom. Yeah, but that already happened. So... He's already coming back. But he went there, didn't he? I guess so. Um, okay, so if you don't remember from last time, from, like, a year ago when we last recorded, um, the episode before this ended with Peyton, Lucas, and Brooke literally in a love triangle, standing in a triangle, and Lucas is looking to Peyton and looking to Brooke, trying to decide which one to choose. And the episode, this episode, episode 10, starts back in that scene, as if we needed more of the awkwardness and pain of that scene. Um, and watching live, you would it would have felt as though they had been frozen in time, in amber. Mm-hmm. Like like three mosquitoes, three lovesick mosquitoes in the Paleozoic era, stuck for a full week. Um, can't all be winners. Yeah. You're beautiful, though. <laughs> I got my hair cut. <laughs> yeah, he looks really good. Um, just as a an update, we're, I feel like we should do this every episode. We're still dating. Oh, things are going. Oh wait, well. this is important for everyone to know. Location. Speaking of location, um, currently coming Will and I live. coming to you live um, from a special location, never recorded here before. We are in my parents' basement. So it's kind of like a home studio setup mm, where yeah. we live here. We record the pod here. Yeah. So any any sort of miscellaneous, miscellaneous sounds are now that's just basement ambience. Just basement. Um, so if you didn't catch that, we are living here in my parents' 
basement. So, yeah. So I think that's another thing that just to bring up now is that One Tree Will is a recap podcast. Right now we're recapping One Tree, One Tree Hill, Hill, but but we can re- we can recap tonight. I had an I had coffee ice cream tonight. It yeah. was really really good. It was very good. It was from Jenny's. Yeah. What's the secret Hal ingredient? Bomb. Hal Baum used to work there. Yesterday was his last day. I don't think he listened to this podcast, but maybe I'll steer him. <laughs> well, this he's way. a con- he's a direct contributor. Um, yeah, I I feel like you come here for the basketball, but you stay to find out each week if Will and I are still dating. Yeah. And guess Episode what? ten. We are. Yeah. We made it. And we I, made it. And I think we made it. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> Well, th- I mean, just to say that we're, I would say that we're recappers first and podcasters second. And so, lovers third. Lovers third. Best friends fourth. Seventh. Seventh. Okay. Five. Fifth and sixth were teammates. Ninth. I'm Hell bomb enthusiasts. Yeah. Tenth, I'm Abby Souchef. Eleventh, cousins. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're eleventh cousins. Oh, that's not bad at okay. all. Everyone so is. So we wake up the next morning. Um, Let's get a clean take on And <laughs> I'm getting into this. Okay. I don't want to use any of the 11 Cousins stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Oh, cool. maybe I will. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so next morning, <laughs> um, we don't know what happened, but Luke's oh, sleeping. Ow, what and year is it? Go ahead. We're never going to... Literally, I'm on my very first bullet point. So... Yeah, Abby takes notes like a nerd and remembers what happens in the episodes. Yeah, I also am very good at taking notes, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm really not because I'm very good at taking notes. I'm What's very your... quick. Um, I'm very good at cursive because cursive is becoming a lost art, and we treat it like it's not worth learning. But I love cursive because I can write very quickly. You know it. who still learns cursive in schools? Nobody. China. And there, what? <laughs> What's your first? So your first bullet point is. Oh, we have to move on. You, your first bullet point is Gavin DeGraw. Second bullet point, Lucas, the monkey in the room. Go ahead. Oh, that's way late. Oh, well. It's the elephant in the stop. room. Stop. I know. It's, stop looking at your notes. <laughs> no, they're, you're skipping ahead. Okay. So Luke is sleeping. Um, he looks over and he's alone, which I, if we're to expect that he has like had a girl stay over in his 16-year-old bedroom, I don't know. I mean, what up. is this? A youth group lock-in? Yeah, what is this? Um. <laughs> it's late. Go ahead. <laughs> what is this? A banned school bus overnight trip? Mm. What is this? The ski trip in the movie to all the boys I've loved before? What is this? The couch in the bonus room? What's the bonus room? It's a room that <laughs> is kind of like an extra, extra room, room in some of the bigger houses. <laughs> so, um... So Keith looks at Lucas and he says, you look like hell. And we know Keith that Luke has made a choice. And then Brooke shows up with, like, coffee. And she says, morning, boyfriend. And they kiss in front of Keith. They keep on doing stuff in front of Keith. Very uncomfortable. And she's brought Keith a coffee. Pretty good move. Very smooth. So we know that after the long stare down, Lucas has officially chosen Brooke. Which is mind-boggling. Because if we remember... Peyton and, and Lucas have been the couple we've wanted since the very beginning. He's been obsessed with her for years. Nine she's, hours. She finally admitted how he she felt about him, yeah. and he chose Brooke because he got a tattoo with her. 
why do you what what break this apart for me? Well, what were you, was your reaction? Why do you think he chose Brooke? I mean, I think he he put it all on the line for Peyton, mm-hmm. and she wasn't ready for him, and the news that Brooke is way more fun to be around. There's no drama, and there's already so much drama in his life, and just having he even says later having like someone something like nice and simple and fun probably sounds great yeah and i guess remembering that he's 16 that does sound pretty, like why would you want like adult level drama in your life you just want to have fun and like make out with the girl with the tramp stamp he's had some really it's not a tra- it's not a tramp no, stamp no it's not a tramp stamp it's... and i don't like that phrase i'm sorry that was lazy why not me. champ stamp yeah the champ stamp <laughs> We as viewers know that they won't end up together. But also, we probably don't want him to end up with Peyton. Mm, you don't? Get out of the town. Get out <laughs> of the town. Meet someone in college. Yeah, meet someone in college. Get them pregnant the first week of orientation. <laughs> but have a child out of wedlock. That's Come not back how home. these shows work. The only people you're allowed to end up with are people you met in high school. Like, if, if, if we didn't meet them episode one... It's going to take a lot of work for us to root for you to be with anybody that we did not meet right away. Are there shows where that happens? Where you meet the love interest comes in later? Yeah, well, like in these drama shows, it does, but it takes them a lot of work. Like Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. they, I think they pull it off with a few people, but like The O.C., everyone hates the person that Ryan ends up with. Sure. Because it's not Marissa. Office, Michael ends up with Holly. We love that, but that's not drama. That's not okay. teen drama. Like Dawson's Creek, I'm pretty sure you meet literally everybody this first episode. Well, I'm I honestly don't know it that well, so I shouldn't. Okay. But that's kinda of, that's the One pattern. The pattern is like it's very yeah. hard for us to root for anybody if they're not the will they won't they from the very beginning. And just thinking about the present, I mean Luke and Peyton could have more than just a physical relationship. But mm-hmm. I think so could I wanna I keep wanting to give Brooke a little more credit because she has moments where actually she is seeing things really clearly. And you've said before that Brooke is... Smart. Is smart and sometimes talks about high school in a way that feels more honest about it just being high school. Yes, yes. But then other times we'll say things like, we need to lock down husbands. Right. Stat. <laughs> and yeah, she's. I'm pretty sure, from my memory, she's going to get pulled further and further into the realm of TV drama craziness where she forgets she's in high school. Trust yeah. me, it's coming. So, um, if you also remember, Nathan spent the night at Haley's house, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Were they F-U-C-K-I-N-G? Abby. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. They're going to they tell H-E-A-V-Y-P-E-T-T-I-N-G-O-V-E-R. us. Were they H-E-A-V-Y-P-E-T-T-I-N-G-O-V-E-R-T-H-E-P-A-N-T-S? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You know, to be young. Oh, do you do you miss heavy petting over the PANTS? <laughs> yeah. D R Y H U M P. They tell us pretty quickly that they haven't had sex. Yeah. So there we go. They didn't have sex. Um, and Nathan is like, it's Whew. not about sex for me. And then they have a very intimate kiss. I wrote. <laughs> Dan brings flowers to Deb at the cafe because she kicked him out. The night before, and he starts with, we both said things we regret. Wrong. Wrong. And he made rezos at a resort. 
And she tells him, if you really want to fix this family, don't take me to a resort. Spend time with your son, Nathan. Nathan Scott. Remember him? He's the brunette one. Not the blonde one. Don't take the blonde one to the resort. That's the wrong son. It's the wrong time. It's too fast to take Lucas to the resort. That's not your main son. That's your secondary son. Pump the brakes. Tertiary son, really. Give the flowers to Lucas. Take Nathan to the resort with you. (laughs) And buy a coffee for me. So Lucas and Haley are at school. And they're kind of updating each other. So they find out about each other's love lives. And they're overall supportive. And this is kind of where Lucas, like Will was saying, gives the reasons for choosing Brooke. And he says, she makes me laugh and she isn't afraid to be herself. And also just saying that with Peyton it was way too hard. So again, just kind of choosing the easy route, but like you can't really blame him when he's 16 and this is literally his first girlfriend ever. So Brooke and Peyton are at school and we find out that Brooke still doesn't know that Peyton was at Lucas's house telling him that she wants to be with him. So Brooke... Because she was making a smoothie or something in the other room, right? Yeah, she, well, she was, like, wearing Lucas's... Like, her activity in the other room was wearing Lucas's sweater. Her moment before. Her moment before was, like, I'm putting Lucas's sweater putting on. putting Lucas's sweater on, yeah. So, um... So, Peyton says nothing. She doesn't tell Brooke that she likes Lucas. So, that's just rough for everybody to watch for the rest of the episode. Because Brooke is not subtle about anything. Peyton just says that she was there to, like, pick up a CD. If they could, if they could just have one honest conversation, a town hall with all the characters, yeah, we could just watch some real good basketball. The <laughs> Ravens have a real chance at state this year; they're undefeated. Yep, so far. Yeah. So Jake, oh, this is so. Oh God, Jagusko, I love him so much. And this, I think, this is the episode of me as a teenager where I like fell in love with Jake Jagusko's. Yeah. Um, he just. So, okay, you'll. Oh my God, you guys are gonna hear. You about remember. It. You're gonna hear about it. So he's resting. He's like leaning against a tree outside the school, which I just love. Um, and Lucas, um, goes up to him and he's kind of like, "What's up? Why are you so sad? Who's the girl?" And Jake's like, "You don't know her because if you remember, Jake has a baby and nobody knows." Um, so they all have found out the basketball practice is canceled. So Jake is actually like super relieved. We know this because he's a busy dad. Um, and Whitey tells them to take the time to think about why they're really out there. And until then, no practice. So Jake is like, thanks, that actually was helpful. And Nathan is also like, yeah, that was helpful. And Lucas is like, but my people. Yeah. Um, which is like, I honestly just like nailed a Chad Michael Murray impression. Um, yeah, so Lucas... Um, so everyone doesn't have practice anymore. So what? Are, and that means the cheerleaders don't practice either. Because if you mm. remember, they practice at, in the same location as the basketball players. Who, what are they going to root for? Yeah, science, sports, math, please. Football. That's a pretty good option. <laughs> so Lucas goes up to Peyton to apologize for friggin' rejecting her, um, and she says that she's happy for him and Brooke. She's not. She's trying. Yeah. Do you have any... Is that your... The main commentary? It's my analysis of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Deb um, and Haley are at the cafe. 
Oh, this is, uh, I love this plot point, the C plot. So Haley suggests that they have an open mic night. An amazing idea. To bring in some customers during the lull. Yes. Oh, yeah, because it's slow. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I know what everybody loves. A good open mic night. People love going to open mic nights because it's always really, really good. Mm-hmm. Everyone at an open mic night is very talented and good sets. at their talent. Yeah. People will definitely come to the establishment instead of leave when they realize that it's an open mic night. Yeah. Like, do do I want to watch eight different white boy stand-ups about suburban life? Yes, I do. I do want to watch that. Uh, what's the deal with Coach Whitey? More like Coach Whitey Tidy, you know. That's good. That'd be an example of yeah. bombing. Yeah. Or like, ugh, my mom's always telling me to do the dishes. And I'm like, what? You're not paying me. Hey, take hey, take my mom to Italy, please. <laughs> that, would, that would be like Lucas's. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so, uh, meanwhile, Payne's in her room um, and Brooke... Shows up again, um, and she feels she still feels like there's something going on. So she wants um, Peyton's like explicit permission to date Lucas, and Peyton gives it to her on the cam. Oh yeah, on her webcam, but no, there's no sound on the webcam. So, but so we she, hear it. Yeah, we know. I just feel like like Brooke has this friendship intuition that something's wrong. And she's not really trying that hard to understand because I think maybe deep down she knows. Mm-hmm. And she's afraid. What do you think? Well, she's seen everything that... She knows that Lucas is a good guy. She's seen all the things that he's done for Peyton. So I, I bet she's worried that... Especially not knowing what Peyton said when she was putting on her sweater... When Brooke was putting on her sweater? Right. Putting on Lucas's sweater. Putting on Luke when... We need... We need a whiteboard. I just wrote that Brooke needs tact. Because I think she just keeps saying stuff about, like, Lucas's body. Yeah. No, it's it's very, very painful. She'll be like, are you sure you're okay? Great. He's such a good kisser. Yeah. Like, I'm about to put my tongue in places he's never heard of before. Like his grom... <laughs> his grom's about to get wet as hell he's gonna have to dry it off if he can reach it behind his you know where his lerm so um damn dan oh god dad dan just st- storms he takes his wizard powers and blows open the door of whitey's office and smoke is everywhere and he walks in the office and he's like practice canceled no and whitey's like i'm sorry danny they strayed off the path and then um he tells dan to ease off the pressure um quick question i'm just gonna leave like a few seconds of silence for the listeners to answer this do you think dan eases off the pressure Oh, interesting. You're right. Um, so Nathan comes home and he sees Dan has his packed bag. And he's going away for the weekend. And Dan tells him, Nathan, 
you're coming with me. Father-son weekend trip. So it's Dan kind of taking um, uh, Deb's advice. So he's, instead of taking Deb on a romantic weekend, he's taking his son, Nathan, on a romantic weekend. Mm. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I think it's going to go pretty well. <laughs> so we're back at our favorite spot. It's our favorite spot in Tree Hill. It's the best place in the town. It's a basketball court by the river. Basketball court by the riverside. Is it a river or a lake? Because we call it the lakeside court. I think it's riverside court. Riverside court. Everyone's outside. They're having a fun time. So, yeah, they're having they're having a ball. Mouths, all the, all the big names are there. Mouth, Skills, Lucas. Brooke shows up with pom-poms. And <laughs> and she kisses Lucas and Skills covers his face and it's very cute. It's very high yeah. school. I'm like, oh god, PDA. What, what about me, Skills? In this world, Where's my lady? <laughs> In this world, I think we're supposed to read Skills as 15, right? <laughs> <laughs> he also looks old, but he like you know. He's got a youthful energy. He's and we got love him. Definitely youthful energy. Definitely youthful energy. He says that's whack at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that one down. <laughs> But I'm glad he said it because it probably was. So Lucas and Brooke head out and they go to a convenience store. And we see Lucas and he's at the cash register and he runs into Deb. And Deb wants to talk to him about the open mic night and just try, she's just trying to connect to him. She's trying to like relate, trying to, you know, um, find some kind of common ground. And whoop, wouldn't you know, Lucas was buying condoms and male condoms. Rubbers. Jackie Johns. <laughs> the old snake skin. Yeah. The old penis blanket. The old turtleneck minus the turtle. The old dick sock. <laughs> the old international space station for your penis. Nothing's coming in, nothing's coming out. The old cock pants. <laughs> yeah, but so Lucas is buying condoms. Yeah, Lucas is buying condoms, um, and it's very uncomfortable. And then, Bro- oh no no no, Brooke comes up to him. She oh this is what happens. So Brooke doesn't see Deb, and she comes up to Lucas with one of her one liners that's like a teenager should never say. And she's holding condoms and whipped cream, and she calls the whipped cream dessert. And Deb sees all of this. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but we don't know what's going to happen next. But it's probably not good for anybody. Nobody wanted to be there for that scene. Oh, okay. You watch it so you don't have to. Oh, right. Okay. So this is um, Haley is making flyers for the open mic night, but they're bad. Yeah. And this is when Will made a prediction. And it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty gossy, hot goss prediction. So he predicted that Deb and Keith hook up with each other season two count it so see you in three years this doesn't count yeah <laughs> this doesn't count as one of your like official predictions where i have to take no, no, you no. to well, the, where they filmed one true well or one true hell yeah but but it is it's a I hot think... prediction and i'm excited to see what happens i know what happens i know if it happens or not so peyton so Haley asked peyton for help with the flyers because they're so bad and Haley has her art published in grunge Grub. Uh, what is it? Um, Thunk. Thud. Thud. Yeah. Thud magazine. So she, she asked her to do that. And we kind of see that Haley still wants to be Peyton's friend, even though 
Lucas rejected her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're back with Deb, uh, not with Deb, with um, Keith. No, with Deb and Keith at Karen's Cafe. Um, and she tells Keith about Lucas buying the condoms. And her relationship with Karen is very fragile. And so part of it is like, if it, if it you know, comes out that I knew about this and something happens and I didn't say anything, you know. Yeah, there could, right. There's that personal well, motive too. She has. Remember, yeah. Right. Yeah, but I guess like if you see them buying condoms, shouldn't you be at least a little. Like, oh, wow. Maybe history won't repeat itself right. this season. <laughs> <laughs> right, but also condoms are not the most reliable. Like who knows? Maybe Yeah. Dan was wearing condoms. If his he... peen is just so pointy and sharp because it's like a devil's tail that it kept breaking through. Oops. <laughs> and he kept, he kept, you know, making holes in the condoms and not telling his lady partners because he didn't want them to know that he was a devil because then yeah. he'd have to explain. It's a long oh, so story. sorry, my penis is like a devil horn because I'm the real life devil. Oh, the devil is my father. Right. Call me the best three-point shooter in North Carolina. Um, so Dan and Nathan get to the resort and this is when Nathan realizes that this was supposed to be a romantic weekend with Deb and Dan and his reaction is like, it's a very good, um, it's a very good moment for the actor because it's very fun where he just, you see on his face realizing that this father son weekend is actually supposed to be like a romantic couples retreat. There's one queen bed in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, they, they pull a cot. They like order a cot. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So Keith walks into Lucas's bedroom and lo and behold, Luke and Brooke are macking it on his bed. Macking it is, Abby's using it as like making out. Yeah. I was often accused Heavy of macking. over the P-A-N-T-S. I was accused of macking a lot in high school, but in a way of like flirting. People would be like, Will's macking with that girl. What? Yeah. Big flirt. I didn't know that's what that was. You were kind of a big flirt in college too. Not so much. College, I was more of a uh, romantic. <laughs> more of a, um, let's say, uh, a Romeo. Yeah. Or a young Leo in any of his roles in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know. And now a I'm more Jack. Of, now I'm more of a Leo in The Revenant. Just trying to survive. <laughs> Just trying to survive one day at a time. The Revenant opens with a snow-filled <laughs> so, sky. Um, I wrote that Lucas and Brooke are not nearly as embarrassed as they need to be. They were rolling around on a bed. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely she was heading re- towards she was Sex reaching, Hill. Yeah, for the whipped cream. Yeah. Sex Hill. One Sex Hill. Um, and not only are they not embarrassed enough, but then Brooke immediately leaves, which I guess is like the right call. But still, they're just not... I needed more of a reaction. But she leaves. And then Lucas, instead of being sorry or embarrassed or ashamed or whatever, is mad. He's mad at Keith for interrupting them, which just, like, is such a completely, like, like a 180 from who he was yeah, a few episodes ago. Where he's like, he didn't even know how to, like, talk to a girl. Now he's, like, mad at his uncle for walking in on them, like, starting to, like, maybe have sex. Oh, Lucas was supposed to have a phone call with his mom, but he forgot and instead was making out with Brooke in his bed. So Keith is mad, and Lucas starts to get the logic of that. Um, and Keith basically gives him like a stern 
you're better than this talking to mm. where he's like you're better than this um he says take, take a, a long hard look in the mirror who do you want to be because i don't want to be, be anything, anything other than, than what, what i've been, been trying to be lately Uh, hey, thanks for listening to the show. This is just me interrupting the middle of this riveting recap to let you know that for all things One Tree Will, you can find us on Facebook at One Tree Will, um, on Twitter sometimes, uh, or even on Gmails at OneTreeWill at gmail.com. Um, talk to us. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you like the show, tell your friends about it. And they'll they'll just eat it right up. Um, we don't have any sponsors, but we do have loyal listeners who we're very thankful for, um, like Spencer. They've been listening to it since day one, and we really appreciate them. Thank you, Spencer. All right, let's get back to that pod. So, um, Lucas asked him, hey, do you want to go play by the... Riverside, Riverside Court. Court. It's the Riverside, Riverside Court. Court with my boys finding our way through adolescence in the big city. Riverside Courts. 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 What happens at the <laughs> Riverside Court? Adam? All right, so they're not even there. He's just asking him if he wants to go to the Riverside Court. So Jake is like, I can't. And th- at this point, Lucas has kept asking him to hang out. And he finally takes it personally where he's like, hey, if you don't want to hang out, just tell me. And he's kind of being like. He's kind of like, what is it? You got a baby or something? <laughs> so Jake's like, come on in here. And he invites him in and he shows Lucas Jenny, his daughter. And Lucas is pretty cool about it. He's surprised, but, you know. It's, like, very obvious that he's never seen a baby before. <laughs> so he has some questions that he's like, how old is that? <laughs> what is that? Why? Is it one of us? Is it yours? Did that come from a combination? Did that come from what Brooke and I were about to do? Wait. Can I do that? So he asks who's the mother, and Jake does not say. So for all of you who've been waiting episode, 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 I'm sorry you still do not know who the mother is. This is where he kind of brings his personal stuff into this. And he asks why Jake's been keeping it a secret. And Jake kind of says, you know, he doesn't want, you know, people can talk and he doesn't want judgment. And Lucas is kind of like, well, you, sh- you shouldn't be ashamed. And Jake's like, I'm not ashamed. He says, well, if you're not ashamed, you shouldn't act ashamed. Or else eventually down the line, your kid will feel ashamed. And he's speaking from experience of like his mom hiding stuff from him. And then him feeling like he should be ashamed. And it's like, it's kind of overstepping. But also, like it is coming from, at least it's coming from a place where it's very, Lucas has, he's not judging from some like completely irrelevant place. Like he kind of has a relevant experience where he was that baby. And he's kind of telling Jake, I think keeping it a secret isn't necessarily helping the kid. So, um, Peyton and Haley are handing out the flyers that Peyton made, and they're very good. Um, and this is when Peyton kind of spills the beans that it's been really hard watching Brooke with Peyton, or Brooke, <laughs> Brooke with Lucas. And they just kind of, they're, they're just, every episode they're becoming a little closer, which I like. Mm-hmm. That's really that for that scene. But the, the flyers are cool. 
Yeah, I think this. I mean, they're pretty cool. They're really cool, actually. Yeah, she's a great artist. Is. It is day of. So yes, it's sort it is. of. It's a lot of. They're putting it like on windshields. So now we're with Dan and Nathan, and they're playing golf on vacation at the resort. Um, and basically the whole time, Dan is insulting Nathan's golf playing. It's never going to be fun. Um, okay, so this is when we get a bit of dialogue. Um, so maybe we could do the dialogue, because I, I kind of think it would be fun um, every episode now to like maybe choose... One little bit of dialogue that we act out. Great. Um, do you want to be Dan or Nathan? I'll be Dan. Okay. I almost killed, killed myself. My... That's me. Well. No, okay. This is Nathan. I almost killed myself for you. Drugs, Dad. I did drugs for you. My son would never do drugs. Do you know why Mom left? Because you're a bully. Do Mom a favor and get a divorce. All right, so Keith goes up to Whitey's house. His first time seeing Whitey's house, and Keith looks. And Will is the first to point this out. Keith looks fine. Yeah. Today he looks hot. He's wearing like the epitome Keith outfit with like denim on dirty denim. denim with work boots, but like the jeans are perfectly cuffed at the right height, right above his boots. And yeah, like I think he's wearing like a flannel this time. He just, like, looks like a working man. Uncle Keith. Mm-hmm. Hot. More like daddy. Uncle, more like daddy beef. So, <laughs> Keith, that's pretty good. Don't, just... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> so, Keith used to be, um, we find out he was a paper boy, um, and he was, he was, um, Whitey's paper boy, and apparently he wasn't a very good one. Always fun. He wants advice on Lucas because he knows about the condoms, and he feels like he's not doing a good job, and Whitey gives, like, I don't know, it's pretty risky advice to give somebody, but he basically said, each player has to find his own game, you should back off. That is risky advice to give to somebody else about, like, someone else's kid. Mm -hmm. And what do you think of that advice? Can you give it to me again? Yeah. each player has to find his own game. Yeah, maybe not great advice necessarily. What's the line between letting kids make mistakes and learning from your own mistakes and helping them? Mm. You know? Right. Because you don't want them to make such a big mistake that there are huge consequences. Yeah. You don't want there to just be Lucas's running around everywhere. Mm, but that would be beautiful. That would be awesome. I'd watch that. I'd watch that spinoff. <laughs> Bunch of talking baby Lucases. Um, so Peyton sees... Oh, this is huge. So she's at Thud, I think, or the record store. I don't remember. And she sees... Wouldn't you know it? Gavin friggin' DeGrasse. What? In Tree Hill? What? And she freaks out, but then gets very cool very quickly and invites him to the open mic. And he seems into it. The fact that that he is playing himself. Yes. Gavin DeGraw is playing Gavin DeGraw. Does make it feel like the... And knowing that the nine episodes before this have had him 
singing the theme song makes it feel like this is all his dream. And he's, <laughs> and he's like the narrator who is like just dipped in. Mm. But that he's, you know, what if God were one of us? So, Gavin DeGrod, like one of us. So when when there's a voiceover... Let that, that sink we... in. <laughs> <laughs> when there's the voiceovers at the end of the episode, when you think it's Lucas quoting classic literature is that gavin degraw actually it's lucas but gavin degraw has his hand on the back of lucas's neck and he's using him like a puppet Mm. yeah making him talk yeah i do feel like later on this isn't my prediction but later on there will be an episode where we learn that like if anything ever happens to gavin degraw this entire universe goes away (laughs) (laughs) that's what the series finale is yeah it's like it's like gavin degraw in a coma in a hospital and they're all they're all like starting to fade away they're like they're like they're like infinity warring where like their their bodies turning to dust and they're like what's going on and you just like hear his heart start to slow down and god puts his hand on gavin degrau's heart but actually that's the defibrillators and he like (gasps) and then it's one tree hill the next generation and he's been asleep for 20 years all right what a way to end a podcast. So we're almost to the open mic, the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, L- Lucas and Keith make up, whatever. And then Jake and Luke and Keith like backs off. So Jake is at home alone with the baby and he sees a flyer that Lucas sent him. I don't know how he got it there in one day, but they did. And it just, it's the flyer for the open mic and it says they have booster chairs. So now we're at the open mic. Guess what? Guess what will? Guess what? Guess what will? Will guess what? Guess what happens? Will, will, will. Guess what? Guess what? Oh, yeah. It's packed. It's packed. Everyone came. Haley and Peyton's collab nailed it. When they work together, damn. So Brooke and Lucas are there. They're holding hands. Um, Oh, before that, so Lucas goes up to Deb to kind of be like, hey, I was mad at you for the whole telling Keith on me thing. But they kind of find some, they have like a truce. But then he says, if you have a problem with me, come to me. Which is a crazy thing for a teenager to say to an adult. Yeah. Hey, next time you see me buying condoms, maybe talk to me about it. Yeah, what was she going to say? What was she going to say? She's not his parent. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. I think that's crazy. Hey, maybe just run it by me next time, okay? (laughs) Hey, before you almost get me grounded. We're not peers. Be cool, all right? We're not peers. <laughs> You're not my peer. <clears throat> yeah. But 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 Deb's like, sounds like a deal or something like that. It's very I guess it's sweet. Um, so Lucas goes to join Brooke and Peyton, and that's when Peyton decides she can't stand this for one more minute and she leaves. So she's going to leave, and then Brooke runs out and catches her. And we think that finally, finally, Brooke sees that Peyton is not cool with her and Lucas. She kind of sees that. She's like, you're not cool with me and Lucas. You're afraid that you're going to lose me as a friend. And Peyton thought she was finally going to tell Brooke her real feelings. But as soon as Brooke says that, she agrees. And she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm jealous because you're my friend. And she goes in and hangs out with them, I guess. We've all been there. Been where? 
in that exact situation. You're out <laughs> no, the open mic. Your friends walk in. They're dating each other. Mm. I mean, in high school, all your friends date all your friends. Yeah. Because you're the only people in the world. Right. Yeah. Everyone you like is dating your friend. <laughs> yeah. There are 130 people in your graduating class. Or 3,000. <laughs> Seriously, Abby. So there are like 130 people in your high school class. And this is when, wouldn't you know it, Jake Jalaskwoops shows up, not only with a guitar, but with a friggin' baby. <laughs> and he puts her at his feet <laughs> in her little carrier. Um, and he gets up to do the open mic. There's really no rhyme or reason to this open mic. Like, they don't sign up. They don't have to, like, put their name into a raffle. It's a they true open of, mic. Yeah. It's the first of, one. It's the inaugural. I guess it's just so crowded. You think it would never be an empty stage, but it was. A lot of people are there just waiting to see who's going to go up to the open yeah. mic. Because it's sort of like all this town has is basketball. It right. It has basketball. It has cheerleaders who cheer for basketball. It has coaches who drive to watch people play basketball and drink while they watch the children spoiler (laughs) so jake says normally i only sing for my daughter (gasps) (laughs) too much Sorry, but you're right nobody is shocked and i i just this is an episode for me what made me mad about this episode it's an episode of people needing to have bigger reactions than they're having I wanted, at that point, I wanted the, like, the Lucas monologue ending to be him saying, like, and that was when we realized that just because Jake had a baby didn't mean that we also didn't have babies. And for them to all pull out their own babies (laughs) and everyone to, like, see Jake and be empowered and this packed audience, you know, like, Mm -hmm. unzips their backpack and realize that they've been carrying, (laughs) everyone has their own baby to bear, kind of. And Deb is like nursing Nathan <laughs> in the back. <laughs> There's lots of babies. It's a truly beautiful moment. The reaction is underwhelming. But here's the other thing, Abby. If no one has been to... This is the first open mic that has ever hit one tree hill. Uh-huh. Tree hill. Uh-huh. So maybe people... People like are all trying. Everyone is trying to play it cool. Everyone's like trying should to. Should I brought my baby? Should I brought my baby? Oh, this is. It's an act. Oh. Is he playing himself? Is it? I'm not oh. totally sold on the fact that people don't think he's not maybe doing a monologue from a play. Mm. And that the and that the baby, the baby is either an animatronic doll, <laughs> CGI'd, or a sack of flour. Mm. So. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment, but let's not be too quick to judge. <laughs> so Jake starts singing, and he's like, fine. <laughs> he's fine, but it's very sweet. Um, it's an original, isn't it? Oh, my God. Wait. So this is when, <laughs> this is when I was talking about how unrealistic it was that um, nobody was, like, absolutely shocked. Everyone kind of was just watching. Like, every, everyone's watching Jake just kind of like, hmm. Like, they're all just nodding. You know, like proud fathers. It's like, <laughs> so I was talking about how unrealistic what this was. And this is when Will said, when we were watching it, Will says, the most unrealistic part of this is that everyone's paying attention at an open mic, <laughs> which is so true. Everyone's silent <laughs> and watching. 
<laughs> no one's talking. And that's that's very true. Um, so Haley goes back um, to the kitchen to call Nathan because, you know, I think he's been, like, ignoring her calls all day. And we're like, is he about to be a dick again? But there he is standing behind her. And he came back early. Um, and it's very sweet. Haley's very happy to see him. Deb is happy to see him. Um, and he kind of just says that he's, like, over his dad. This is when we see Dan in his car sitting outside the cafe watching the open mic from his car stalking his child from across the street. Go I ahead. mean, Dan is so competitive about everything. Maybe at this point he's like, I'm going to be the worst dad of the entire yeah. world. <laughs> Maybe he was thinking about, he was wondering if he should go perform at the open mic. And he actually had nothing to do with Nathan. He was actually really nervous because he was trying to work up the courage to do his stand-up set. He's like, people think of me as the jock car salesman. People that... think of me as the number one car salesman in North Carolina. Yeah. Hey, you ever had two sons with two different women that are the same age? That's not a joke. That's my life. That's like his stand-up. Maybe that's his, Um, you know, certain stand-ups have like um, catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Maybe his catchphrase is, that's not a joke, that's just my life. That's pretty good. Or maybe it's, take my son. You did! <laughs> that's, <true. laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Maybe it's, this night's really important to me. That's pretty good, too. And everyone cracks up. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, it is, it is. Um, okay. Maybe he's like, my marriage. Sorry, but it's a joke. Oh. Yeah. Like really good also we can't tell if the windows are rolled up or down so maybe he's killing himself i was <laughs> <laughs> just sitting out there maybe maybe we'll see next episode yeah so jake um gets done with his beautiful little song and peyton and him are making eyes at each other they're like it's almost like they're seeing each other for the first time mm-hmm. and even though I have to say at this point, I'm still very team Luke and Peyton because it's hard not to be because that's what they've been conditioning us to be. Yeah. Something about this moment makes me like very much fall in love with Jake because you just see him and you're like, look at him. He's he's a guy. He's just a kid. He's a guy. He knows what's he's, important. I mean, he has yes. he's like he has his priorities straight. He's, he's doing the right thing. He's being brave in a way that isn't like toxic and masculine. Yeah, he's like, he's not the lead in the story, which is like very charming to me. Yeah. <laughs> to just not be the lead. I love when someone's not a lead in the story that always just automatically makes them more attractive. It's just, it's kind of nice. You kind of start to see him in a different way. And this is when, again, there needs to be so many more people shocked and ha- having an opinion about this, but no one seems to care. But Gavin DeGraw just walks into the cafe. And Peyton comes up to him, and she just goes, hey, thanks for coming. What? And he's like, I thought you said this was going to be low-key, because there's so many people there. But they set up, and they're going to do the open mic. And no one's freaking out, but here we are. They're coming from another gig. They're coming from another gig, right? So he starts to play the theme song to One Tree Hill. That's his opener. It's always his opener. (laughs) So that's... That's like, he just starts, it's just this weird meta moment of like, what universe are we in right now? Because he's singing 
the theme song. We've also already heard the song this episode. During the theme. Right. And I think that's a moment where I expected a lot of, at least the main characters, having a moment of realization. That of this is like, Gavin's world and we're I've, all just living in it. I've heard this before, yeah. Like this song plays every time that I wear my hoodie and dribble a basketball <laughs> across the bridge over the river. Where a bunch of the boys after the concert, at first I thought it was like during Gavin DeGraw's set. I was like, that's crazy. But they all leave and they go to the Riverside Court. Court with the, the Riverside Court. Do you want to play? Swim? Do you want to swim? Basketball. In the Riverside Court. Court. Um, so. Luke invites Nathan to come play with them. And Nathan's like, why? And Lucas is like, because it's fun. Kind of sweet. So they all go and they're all playing. And like um, Brooke and Peyton are watching Jake's baby, who's just super calm during all this. And they're all playing basketball, having a lot of fun. Jake and Peyton make eyes at each other again. And again, you just see him. You just see Jake. I he can lights see it. up. Yeah. Um, and it's very sweet because like, wouldn't that be nice if Peyton could find here's, somebody? Here's the thing, too, about Jake, is that all the, you know, Peyton and Luke have a lot in common. But who's been giving all these, who's been giving all these books to Luke? Mm. Jake. Jake. Who's been teaching Luke how to fix cars? Keith. But who taught Keith? His father. And who taught him? Jake. Jake. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. I think this is deeper than we could have possibly imagined. Yeah. And who is Jake? Gavin DeGraw's son. What would Jake do? This is when Whitey and Keith, if you remember from first episode, they did this. They're sitting in a car, I think drinking again, watching the boys play at the Riverside Court. Boy, it's the Riverside Court. Um... But Keith is kind of showing Whitey, hey, the boys are playing basketball for fun. Maybe they've learned their lesson. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sweet. He's kind of like, it's like the boys are back in town. Yeah, he says that. Mm -hmm. um, in so many ways. So it's actually, it's a very nice, it's kind of a heartwarming scene. Them all just having fun. And we get to see basketball being played. Which is why we're watching the show. Yeah. So we had to wait till the end of the episode, but it was totally worth it. We love watching fake basketball games in 20-second segments. We just love it. Mm -hmm. Like, can't get enough of it's it. It's about as much as I can stomach without getting dizzy. <laughs> so um, the last scene, we're at the last scene. Dan goes to the diner, and Deb is pissed. She's pissed. You have to wonder, did he just sit in his car until everyone left the open mic? It was just Deb? Or did he finally work up the courage to do his type five? <laughs> and he's like, "What? Where's everyone? I've... <laughs> this is better. Am I too late?" <laughs> <laughs> and Deb is really mad because she in infers what happened with Nathan. Yeah, she's like, "It was supposed to be a romantic <laughs> weekend with our son." <laughs> and Dan is is basically avoiding um, blame again for the billionth time. And he's saying that, like, Nathan embarrassed him on the golf course and, you know, he doesn't know why he got up so upset, da-da-da. And finally, Deb is like, "We, I want to go to family therapy. You need to go to therapy. We need to talk some, to somebody. 
it's non-negotiable or you won't see Nathan. And that's kind of where it ends. It's a weird ending, but that's... Doesn't he say no? Well, he's like, what, you think you can stop me from seeing my son? And she goes, try me, or something like that. Can you imagine? Yeah, because I saw it. I was there. Do you have a prediction? Episode 11, uh, I actually, I saw some. I mean, you know, I was scrolling through. <gasps> well. Saw some thumbnails, so I have a pretty clear idea of what will happen in this Okay, episode. what happens? What was your prediction last time? We need to recap those because... Last time I thought that it was going to be the three-way standoff for the entire episode. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a bottle. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. Um, (sighs) But this time I know that that this is like the title sequence. It's going to be kind of... It's going to, you know, start with Lucas dribbling the ball across... The bridge, as it always does, we hear, you know, I don't want to be anything other than he, oh, it's suddenly a new shot. Lucas looks up, takes his hood down, it's Gavin DeGraw <laughs> singing the song. We takes us through the entire opening credit scene, it's Gavin DeGraw in all of the, like, the same locations as the other characters usually are in the opening credits. Yeah. Um, and we just, like, follow him on a life of being in... The Gavin, the Gavin DeGraw musical experience band. So he's on tour. Um, there's like a scene. It's it's not like linear. There's like a scene where he has to deal with like a frustrated groupie. There's a scene where he is trying to get a hold of his mom and he doesn't have any quarters. So he has to like go <laughs> back into the bus to like get some change from his bandmates. There's a long scene of them driving, looking for license plates. Um... Do you think they do that twist so quickly? I don't think it's a twist. I think it's like an... I think then for the whole episode two, there's just text superimposed on the screen that just says intermission. <laughs> so it's like, you've seen 11 episodes. It's kind of it's kind like of a like musical like interlude. A, yeah, or like yeah. a music video in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a total pledge. Um, my name's Abby. My name's Will. This has been One Tree Will, uh, and just remember... I only sing to my daughter, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what Jake says? Were you part of that Facebook group? You (laughs) collected. I only sing to my daughter, you bitch. (laughs)